0: welcome to rich conversations there are moments in our lives where we can feel ourselves transitioning we're always transitioning and changing but formal moments can really signal to us we're about to enter something new it could be a graduation getting a job getting married having a kid you know it can be something more dark like loss of a parent or a friend or a divorce, breakup, getting like, oh, at work, but they're very clear. Some people like myself like to think of it as a new chapter and that our lives are compiled of these numerous chapters that tell a story about our life on earth and what we did. And lately, I've experienced my own transition, moving from the apartment of my 20s, spending seven years of my life there to a new apartment and a new neighborhood now. Last summer, I had this feeling that I should move on, you know, and as much as I love the spot, I just thought this would be my last year there. For whatever reason, I just had this feeling. And then COVID happened, and I was like, nah, I am not going anywhere. But I needed to find a new roommate, Uh, because the the lease was ending end of August early September so I approached Ken my creative partner and got his thoughts on living together and he was excited so the two actually two of our friends Sammy and Bones they're in a music duo called Bone Lane and they're super talented and Sammy was actually the first official guest on my podcast and they live in a neighborhood called Albany Park on the northwest side of Chicago and it's a very diverse and vibrant area. And they've lived together for like eight years. And they built a studio in their basement. And it's a space where they do all their work and, and create music that I personally love and get get a lot, of, a lot of inspiration from. And both Ken and I have hung out there numerous times. And so I think we both envisioned creating our own space like that, where we can work together creatively and collaboratively and just bounce ideas off of each other, right? And so Ken, he lived in Uptown on Argyle and Marine in a high rise. And I wasn't too keen on living in a high rise. I always thought like high rises were, were bougie and, uh, and that's not what I'm about. So, so I, I was kind of like, uh, kind of hesitant, but it was either he'd move in with me, I'd move in with him, or we would just find a different place together. And after much consideration and deliberation, we determined that his apartment would suit our goals best. And it's on the ninth floor compared to the first floor, which mine was on earlier. And it has better natural lighting and soundproofing. So as I'm recording this, I don't have to worry about the outside noise, you know, like pedestrians walking by my window. Uh, Having conversations about their work and relationships on the phone, Uh, the intersection where, you know, cars and trucks, they're all stopping. Got a fire station a block away. Sirens are always going on. And I don't have to do this anymore. Wow. I don't have to worry about that. That's kind of cool. But one thing I did forget, though, is just like how much mental energy and physical energy that moving just drains from you. Like, oh, oh, man. It would been seven years. Like, the last time I moved was 2013. Everything, everything's all set up now. And it looks pretty great. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, like, the last month, it's really, I've had, like, this lack of focus. It's really interesting because, like, the moving itself was pretty pain-free. But, you know, there's just, like, all the logistics and communication and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not, just not a fun thing. <laughs> you know? Like, uh... I don't I don't like that that aspect and I you know I really loved my old place it was in the neighborhood of North Center and it's you know such a big and important part of my life happened there and it kind of reflects my own life in a way where when I moved there in 2013 there was hardly anything around there it was kind of like this older industrial area that was kind of spread out and kind of on the outskirts of like Lakeview but throughout those seven years I've really seen the community grow and build all around me and it's better off than when I got there and it's interesting because it, you know isn't that what you want to see you want to see your neighborhood thrive as much as I love my old place I really love this new one and I, I didn't anticipate feeling that way initially and there's a lot of energy in this area it, it feels like it fits me better the neighborhood of uptown is dense and uh, the, it's more vertical, the buildings. It kind of actually reminds me of like Sesame Street <laughs> in New York. It's, it's historic, it's diverse, the buildings are cool, it's right on the lake, and the park is in my backyard and I have access to a rooftop that overlooks the lake and the Chicago skyline. Actually, get this, so in our bathroom, when I'm taking a shower, there's a window, and while I'm showering, I can see the lake. Like i can be washing myself and just stare out at lake michigan life is good life is good but what's crazy though is that it's actually cheaper for me to live here than my old place with all these amenities can you believe that i I think it's really interesting because this summer i've been kind of uh, exploring urban communities and thriving communities and how do you create a prosperous future and one of the main things that comes up is affordable housing. So at one point, this old high rise that was built in, I should check, like 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, was like, like the premier spot. But as the city of Chicago, so much development and more housing is being built. Even during COVID, construction has not slowed down. So then the cost of living at different areas then decreases, right? So then it's more affordable for everyday people that's what i'm about like everyday people you know what i mean i think one of my best skills of many of course is extracting value from something perceived as ordinary or mundane i can find something interesting or the good in everything from people to the surroundings to life it doesn't really matter and you know what i'll have to talk about this more at a different point awareness is really underrated And, you know, I started reading the book Moneyball, and I'm kind of like, kind of living like a version of Moneyball in my life and applying it, Uh, you know, real quickly, like most people in society, they value certain things and strive to accumulate accomplishments and milestones that are basically already laid out. But there's opportunity and fulfillment in determining what you actually value and want to do, and then pursuing that. That's the game of Moneyball that I'm kind of playing. And so something I've been thinking about is having a blank slate, a new chapter that's completely wide open. I already know what happens in this chapter of my life. But what I don't know is the people that I'm going to meet, the moments that I'm going to have, you know, where everything is and like the background music and the color palettes that will paint this, all the accessory details of the chapter, you know? Something that's been interesting to me is, uh, you know, I thought I would just move over here and then just pick up where I left off. But routines and f- familiarity are such a, such a big thing about the places that you live. Um, you know, like in my last spot, if I feel like I need to take a walk, you know, I'll go down Lincoln and then Ravenswood and then go to Wells Park. And then now I have to just explore and create new routines and learn my surroundings and there's a lot of new energy and excitement and I haven't felt this way since I moved to Chicago in 2007 and going to school at DePaul just like everything is new and I'm so open and ready and um, it's pretty exciting Our immediate space is ready to roll it is awesome I'm a I'm a particular person who knows what he likes and uh, you know so that can be obviously stressful of course but now we have this creative space that's conducive to our production. Ken's got his animation station all set up in the corner. I've got my table. We got a beautiful bar, vinyl record set up, and books all around. And I went to Home Depot, and I, I bought this uh, eight foot by four foot whiteboard panel, and uh, I set it up. I had it cut in thirds, and I put it on the wall. And now we have this this huge whiteboard to use. There's just like so much magic about to happen, right? I took nine total trips to haul my stuff to the new apartment and uh, four trips to the thrift store. So I feel like that's a pretty good ratio, you know, of like getting rid of things and keeping things. And, you know, if you haven't, I got really good. I got really good at getting rid of stuff. It's like if you haven't used it and you probably won't, just get rid of it. And I thought a lot about like sunk cost. You have this amount in your head of what you paid for, and you know, oh, you could use it at this point, but it's hard. It's hard to part with. But at the same time, there's a cost to keeping it as well, and it's a mental cost. And space is an asset. That's why I've, I've meditated every day or close to the last year and a half. Like emptiness is valuable. Empty physical space. quite useful people often look at space as a tangible thing like oh I can I can put this there I can put that there I got to fill it because I have it right more and more I've discovered that intangibles in people and things are more valuable you know after after I moved everything I went back to my old apartment to clean and as I finished I ran into Jerry he's the maintenance guy love love Jerry uh, he's awesome and so we chatted for a bit and he said he said he was sad I was leaving and you know throughout these seven years we grew a relationship and I, I imagine he also loved how low-maintenance I was because uh, in the seven years I probably might have asked for something like three times four times maybe, and you know I remember even right before the 4th of July a couple of years ago we just hung out in the basement storage and just like drank beers together Always good to see Jerry, and that's the community feel that I'll miss. You know, knowing your neighbors and, you know, Moses, the mailman, and the community, and, you know, those things take time, and that was seven years. So that day, when I cleaned out the apartment, I came back later at night, and I just had a cigar and a bottle of bourbon. I went to the backyard, and I anticipated reminiscing, about all the memories over the past seven years and uh, how much growth I've had and, and, oh, man, look at all these memories and the people I've met and, you know, everything. But it, it didn't happen that way. And I was actually surprised because instead I found myself just excited for right now and how bright the future is and understanding that I'm right where I need to be And I think that itself is a testament to the old apartment. You know, got the job done. It got the job done. It got me from my early 20s, like through my 20s. And now I'm in a great position and got me to the present, which is filled with joy and meaning and hope. That's exciting. Life transitions are a signal to us about our personal growth. They serve as markers or chapters in our lives and create an awareness of ourselves on our journey. Each person has the ability to make individual choices that will determine where their journey will lead them. And when you empower yourself and those around you, you will write your own chapters rather than them written for you. And it will be beautiful because beauty is subjective. So what is beautiful to you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Have a beautiful day.